The point is that once you know what you want, you must be prepared to sacrifice everything to get it. Hello and welcome to episode 186 of Under the Call of MS. Today's episode is going to contain a little hockey update, a little behind-the-date hockey update, <laughs> and uh, I'll probably do some more comics after that, see where we're at. Basically, start us out. We last updated yeah, on Sunday's games of last week. So, since then, Monday night, we had the Montreal Canadiens. They won 3-1 to one over Toronto Maple Leafs to win their first round of their division. 4-3, uh, to three, which puts the Montreal Canadiens in the bracket, second round bracket against the Winnipeg Jets. Two teams that were way low on the brackets to go anywhere so if you picked any of those teams and put money on them you're a lucky person right now and if you still have picks on them i think canadians odds were 675 and the jets were 700 for the stanley cup part of it but i'm not positive on that but you will see one of them get knocked out here, and one of them's going to end up playing whoever wins the Colorado Avalanche Vegas Knights hockey game, which Wednesday night's game was another fun game with those two teams. In the first period, three and a half minutes in, Sod with a breakaway goal off the left side of the net. Not long after Vegas got called for too many men on the ice, he scores. And then back-to-back penalties, giving both teams with power play chances. And Colorado didn't do shit with theirs, didn't benefit at all off it, which is surprising. But Martinez scored for Vegas off theirs about 10 minutes in, giving Vegas, tying the game up for Vegas. And then the Vegas goalie came out to the midline, which I don't know why, because there's... Already an Avs player up past the midline, but the Vegas goalie came out to the midline. Avs had a big chance to score off that. Then some chaotic play ends with the Avs getting a power play off a shopping penalty by Vegas. And 17 Jost gets a beautiful spin hook goal 17 minutes in, giving it, making the game 2-1 to one with an assist by Gerard. <clears throat> just a beautiful spin around right side hook shot it was just perfect 18 minutes in chip away puck gets as another uh power play but no they didn't benefit from that one either they're having a pretty rough night that night with their power plays uh the second period was pretty pretty slow 10 and a half minutes in a transition to Smith gets Vegas a right side goal to tie it up 2 2. Took us into the third, which went back and forth, battling up and down the ice. Some good hits, too many whistles. It just seemed like every 30 seconds there was another whistle. So you never got any good 
hard play going on the game to start out that period, but a good side stick to the head of the Avs player on a faceoff and a loose net near with a near post goal for Vegas, uh, which he hit the goal post because the net was broken away and he's like all pissed because he figures he would have got the goal if the net wouldn't have been moved. But if you look at where it hit, if the net would have been there, he would have missed the net altogether. So it wouldn't have mattered, but he thought he had a chance, but the tripping penalty gives Vegas a power play with 321 left in the game. No luck sending us in the overtime, which I believe is the first overtime for these two teams to go into. And the first round of overtime, 44 seconds in, Vegas gets a slashing penalty, giving the Avs another uh, (laughs) another power play. And Rantanen gets the goal. With McKinnon setting him up, an open pass to McKinnon, back to Rantanen, after a spin around for a short side left shoulder goal. And it was just a, another beautiful game for the Avalanche. So, But before we get up to the other game on Wednesday, on Monday night, we also had the Islanders who beat the Bruins 4-3, tying up their series 1-1. Tuesday night, we had the Lightning beating the Hurricanes 2-1. The Lightnings lead that series 2-0. And then the other game on Wednesday night was the Canadians, who won over the Jets 5-3. This game had some pretty fucked up shit happen. Uh, At the end... At the end, they went open net with the Winnipeg Jets. The Canadian player, uh, Jake Evans, did the loop around, came around the net, uh, shot it in for an open net goal. And after he shot the puck in, there was a huge, dirty bullshit hit where Scheifel basically charged in full speed, hit him head-on with his shoulder. His shoulder hit him just perfectly in the head, knocked him backwards, came down, he flew down, his helmet came loose, and he smashed his head on ice, which basically sent him up in the stretcher. Uh, There's no, no sense for it. Even with the, even if the player still had the puck in hand, what good would it have done? It was the end of the game. There was no reason for Scheifele to pull that shit. The asshole should be suspended for the rest of the season, be out for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, that was just ridiculous. There is no reason for it. The way it sounds, what ended up happening was the asshole just got like a two-game suspension, I believe, added his deal, which it's just not right. Uh, But thankfully, Jake's not. He had some 
head issues and stuff. A little groggy, but he seems to be all right, ready to play again. So last night's game, I caught the first half of, and first round was slow. Just back and forth, well, not really slow. It was back and forth, kind of the goalies were doing their jobs. And then uh, partway through the second period, uh, I believe Vegas scored first. I can't remember if it was off a of power play. I believe it was off a of power play. And then Avalanche, seconds later, returned with a goal themselves. And then I had a head downstairs, and I couldn't get my computer working and set up for the second half half of the game. So, uh, which is fine because I'll be able to watch it off ESPN tonight. As long as I don't hear a score before I get done with our Crimson Color Comic Club, Comic Club podcast later today, and which you should listen to or watch. And, well, no, you should listen to. We still are way behind on our video releases. Hopefully, sometime soon we'll have some video. But, uh, yeah, after that, I hope to watch the Avalanche game. Well, actually, I probably won't get to the second half of the Avalanche game until later in the night because by the time I get done with the podcast, uh, the Bruins, Boston Bruins, Boston is playing. And that series has been a ton of fun because Boston just keeps uh, looking like they're not going to pull it off and they end up tying it up going in overtime and winning their games left and right. Uh, just lots of fun with that. I uh, thought I had some other stats up. Uh, no, I don't have them with me, but I'll get those up to you. Get us all caught up with everything. Tomorrow or Monday, I'm sure I'll do some more hockey podcasting because of I got the game that I got to catch up from last night with the Avs, and then tomorrow night uh, the Avs play again. So hopefully for a sweep, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's your hockey news. I'll get into a little bit of comic book stuff next. So talk to you in a second. All right, let's get back to some stuff here and get to some comics. Uh, I finally got the B covers for the Contagion set since I was missing the final issue, number five. I read that, and it was enjoyable as I expected. It was a great finish to this run of five comics. Uh, if you're a Fantastic Four fan, you'll like this run because they're a big part of it. But there are... Like I said, tons of other superheroes that get caught up with this fungus-like disease character that's taking over everything, taking over the city. I don't want to really say much about the last episode because it'll ruin it. Uh, there is another Shang-Chi character that comes in here. I believe she's in the fourth uh, episode also. 
but she's a just this young gal, but she's a little badass martial arts. She trained trained with the uh, what is it, the Kung Lao or not Kung Lao? That's Mortal Kombat. Uh, the same characters that she comes from the same land as the Shane Chi character comes from, and that is uh, part of the storyline, which. For some reason, my brain is totally wiping out. But yeah, if you like these characters and you want to check this out, I suggest getting it. Get all five. Uh, the A covers and B covers are awesome. But uh, yeah, I can't really give much more other than they keep fighting this fungus character creature thing. And you find out what happens, uh, whether they beat the character, if it takes over the whole city and zombifies. Everything and everybody just keeps absorbing superheroes' powers. And anybody that takes control of it takes control of their abilities and powers and thoughts and memories and all that stuff, so... The more people it absorbs, the greater it gets, the more stuff that starts being brought to our attention. Just, yeah, I say it. I suggest it. It's a good run. I'm not a Fantastic Four, a huge Fantastic Four fan, but I did like this story a lot. Probably because one of the main... Fantastic Four characters that I enjoy watching that's not so serious, the thing is mainly through this whole comic uh, pulling everything and running the show and so that's that's probably why I like that one more than the standard because most Fantastic Four ones to me, every time I read them, it's just too serious. I just get Sue and Reed in there and they just those two characters are just too serious. I like watching Johnny and the thing do their look little comedic stuff. But and then we checked out. I checked out uh, Noctira number four. This one, I mean, we're getting more storyline about the kids and yada yada yada. Mommy, daddy, turn into shades. <laughs> We're going to do what the government tells us because we're too stupid to try and save our own lives. And because of that, the one kid gets infected. Find out what they actually did in the beginning, how he got infected, all that stuff. But honestly, I don't give two shits. <laughs> More interested in what's going on with this... Uh, roadkill or whatever character that's chasing after him hunting him down I'm more worried more interested in what he's doing than the backstory of these two kids it's like it's common sense you, your parents got infected and you had to deal with it and you just find out more and more what's going on I don't understand the whole concept of why people that get infected they try and keep them alive by doing uh 
using the lights on them to kind of like keep the shadow character at bay and whatever but it's like they're basically going to turn anyways it's like focus more on a cure than worrying about keeping other characters alive they're just going to end up having something happen that's going to cause them to infect someone else it's just gonna yeah it always goes wrong basically it's like focus on getting the scientists to get the shit fixed first and then worry about curing people until then stay the hell away from the creatures and don't get yourself infected (laughs) but yeah what am i to say it's just it's it's kind of what i expected i mean it's like i said i keep comparing this to the vin diesel uh movie which now has left my brain again also but uh basically just like those type of movies it's just coming out the same way it's not i thought there was going to be a little difference to this but yeah it's getting a little boring i'll give it uh i don't know i'll give it two more issues one or two more issues we're at five uh, i'll probably go to six for this standard issue run see what happens if you want a good run that's worth grabbing on to it's a short one i believe it's gonna be only four yeah i believe it's four issues for this run we only have one left i read the first three it is called teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin the last ronin who i when i see him i just instantly think Raphael because Raph was always the one turtle that ran off on his own. Did his, I forgot the, his little uh, goofy uh, protector of the city character that he used to d- dress up as all the time. It's like my brain today, it's just not not there. It's just every, everything's gone. It's just I, I got to get woke up, get my brain going. I need to go get something. I, I think I need to. Get a double cappuccino of some sorts or something, if that helps. But uh, the last drone is after Oroku Hiroto, Oroko Hiroto, yeah, you know, Oroko Hiroto, which is basically Karai's bastard son and Shredder's grandson, which Karai is supposed to be Splinter's daughter, so I would think it would be Splinter's grandson. But, yeah, I don't know. Not sure how that all worked out, who who knocked her up. Uh, I can just imagine. But he has to work his way through uh, video game-style levels of cyborg foot soldiers of different strengths and sizes and uh, quantities. It just plays itself out for a perfect video game layout for a next Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, which would be cool because you could set this one up. One of my favorite games ever, martial arts size. It's real cheesy nowadays, but it was laid out nicely. It was Kung Fu, I believe it was called just kung fu but uh 
it was just level after level doing the baddies and this whole story starts out that way with the first issue and stuff and you got the different types of foot soldiers you got uh oroko harudo is waiting at the top of the top his big tower that's controlling a city that's locked in basically barricaded in from the events of the past and that's why the last Ronin sneaks into the city to try and get after Hiroku. Oroku. <laughs> Hiroto. I'm just going to call him Oroku. Come on. But you got flying mousers with lasers. You got bikers chasing them for stealing one of their motorcycles. Uh, there's other type of mousers and stuff. There's just lots of action and stuff throughout this, which I enjoyed. Uh, there's some Stockman references. There's ghost turtles because the Ronin is remembering his brothers that have been lost. And there's other familiar faces from the past that we see throughout here. Uh, it's hard not to tell you who the last Ronin is. So I'm not... I'm, you know, try not to give anything away. You do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. You do come across in the later books. Uh, we do get to see April. She's alive and in the city. She's got a. She's missing an arm and a leg. Believe it. It's her left arm is mechanical now on her right leg. Again, I don't know what happened. I haven't, I'm not caught up on the whole Turtles runs, so I don't know where they're at, what all happened. All I did was get to the introduction to the new female Turtle, which, again, <laughs> brain is just not remembering a damn thing today. <laughs> it's going to be a fun night in the later podcast. Hopefully I can wake up. Uh, but. I don't really see her mentioned in here much, uh, referenced and stuff. But basically, there is a run-in with April, uh, and another pleasant sight from the past makes an appearance. Uh, there's a Casey, but it's Casey Marie Jones, which is April and Casey's daughter, is in here, which she's... She's a fun character. Um, she's a little badass. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing some more about her in the future. A new storyline that they're going to start up or something. I'd like to see that. Uh, but yeah, this run is definitely enjoyable. Uh, a little bit. Comics are a little oversized, almost magazine sized. Uh, that sucks as far as <laughs> organization with my collection, but these will go nicely with my Harley Quinn and oversized comics and stuff because they just definitely stay in my collection. I did, I enjoyed this. Oh, it's not going nowhere, but yeah, it's, I suggest. 
get yourself caught up on it. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Last Ronin. We're coming up to the fourth and final one. So get that in your collection. I'll end this with a couple of weird facts. Like the sperm whale has the largest brain in the world. It weighs around 20 pounds. The average adult human's brain weighs 3 pounds. And the average human, when they have sex, their brain goes to shit. So that's kind of funny how the sperm whale has the largest brain. Average pencil can draw a line 35 miles long before it runs out of lead. I want to see the person that did that. (laughs) Americans swallow 17 billion aspirin tablets a year. That's an average of 77 aspirins for every person. And that's a lot of headaches. Considering I usually don't take any aspirin all throughout the year. So it just doesn't do much for me. Someone's got to be taking quite a few to make up for us that aren't taking our share. All right, there are four. There are over four billion people in the world. No, there's over seven billion people in the world. This was written a while ago, and they're increasing steadily. Well, yeah, we know that. Okay, that's nothing interesting. But that's the podcast for today. It's quick, quick, shitty one. But <laughs> I wanted to get caught up. Partially caught up on the hockey, even though I didn't give you the Thursday Friday highlights yet. But we'll talk about that tomorrow or Monday. I just got had to get something out, get caught up, had to complain about that shitty hit. It's like two that's two two bad plays now that we've had in this uh playoffs that should have never happened. So I'm just not seeing the The complaints that we should for certain things. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. That just gets too political. But yeah, we will get back to you again soon. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Kick shit out of monster. And get caught up on your hockey. You're missing out. Talk to you again soon.